0: Uh, hi everybody, welcome to Failed Rockstar Club podcast, a podcast that talks about music, mental health and fashion. Yeah, we did a lot of mental health last week, didn't we? Yeah, we did. It's good, good to uh, talk about that stuff. What Did you did you learn anything from Mel? Or how, uh, did you, how did it make you feel? I don't know about learn anything, but it was interesting. You, what did you think about it? Because that's quite a dedicated mental health chat.
1: Yes, I enjoyed talking to her, yeah, she was very nice and I like the fact that kids have this resource that they can... Yeah,
0: compared to our day when there was nothing. Yeah, there was nothing, yeah.
1: You would have to talk directly to a teacher and you would never have done that because it was a very much... Well, I don't know about your school, but you you would never talk to teachers about anything other than schoolwork
0: that I I was aware of. Mm. No, True it's like you know I think it's kind of like a nice addition to the education system especially the support that giving young people a bit of support like that it's a bit weird that you can only like six six sessions a term I know she said you can get a lot done on it, but from my experience I didn't know I just don't know if barely scratched enough. the surface
1: well I suppose maybe it's like for bigger issues then you've got to see you know a school counsellor probably mm. isn't enough you've yeah. got to see a dedicated
0: uh, therapist I suppose I don't know mm. Mm. I'm not sure really um, but one thing's for sure I think that young people these day and age have definitely got it tough like, I don't know if, if any tougher than us but I think that the social media complication changed, changed the goal changed the whole stadium seems to have and I've seen we'll have
1: reacted in the same way that that's Dexter trying to scratch through the carpet that you can hear come on boy Dexter, Steve's dog yeah, oh, I've we've time. got a little boy in here who's <laughs> trying to escape. You sit on there? That scratching means that he wants to sit down or lie down, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Steve's Steve. made him to describe this. Steve's made him a lovely little nest out of a carhartt gilet, mm-hmm. <laughs> padded, padded. Yeah, it's quilted lining yeah. and available for oh, yeah, about twenty four ninety nine. I'd say. <laughs> Mm. On UK. Yeah.
0: Well, which leads me on nicely <laughs> to um, who are we? Where are we? And how can you find us? Oh yeah. Well, you very well know, Steve,
1: you're Steve. I am. Stephen Robert Hurdle. I'm aware of that. I'm mm-hmm. Aware of my work. Yep. BA mm-hmm. Honours. I am Jeremy Peter Dixon. No BA Honours. We're in the little top room office. Once was an office, but we don't really do any offices stuff up here anymore. Uh, at a warehouse. It's really just a room where a we dry. Room. It's a hot room where we dry clothes. Mm-hmm for you know after they've been through the washing process you can't model them until they're dry so that's what goes on here so it's actually very hot there's a lot of residual heat from it heating up the clothes but we've turned the heating off but it's still ruddy bloody hot in here but that's where we are at our warehouse in Manningtree. which is very much the um it's the Stockholm of uh, uh oh. east anglia i've it's what okay. i've been told a lot of riverways pretty girls pretty girls and very popular in midsummer it's a big event in mainstream. Mid- mm. midsummer okay
0: um and um to get us lead us into this week's um, podcast mm. i wanted to ask you Jez, mm. if you could be friends with one member of the spice girls Ooh. who do you choose and why
1: well that's a very good question was this from one of our Russian listeners, or was this just no, your own? is just
0: my own work. <laughs> your own work, okay. I do have a question from a Russian. Oh, good, good. Oh, I thought you would have. Olga. Olga. Olga Corbett. Uh, I'm not sure. She didn't leave her second name. Oh,
1: okay. Fair enough. Anonymous. Uh, right, the Spice Girls. Well, if you'd asked me in the 1990s, at the peak of their power, I'd have said Jerry Halliwell, without Ooh, hesitation. Okay. You know I love the ginge. Yeah.
0: She was always my favourite, she, she seemed the feistiest. Mm-hmm. Um, Would you have said at the time she was the most likely to go on to have a long career? <laughs> well, she couldn't sing. No. Certainly not the strongest voice. But I don't know. I guess. Like, As a personality, did she have the best personality?
1: <laughs> I'm you want to be friends with her?
0: Yeah, I must have.
1: Well, no, no, this is, uh, this is if you'd asked me in the 90s. Okay. Oh, we changed I the tune to. Now, yeah, I think I'd say Mel C okay sporty spice if you will okay why well I follow her on Instagram she seems like a nice (laughs) a nice lady okay good egg and I like some of her solo work
0: better than uh, she's got the best voice as well I
1: think of the of the spice she had the solo career that I most enjoyed (laughs) yeah (laughs) because if you I did buy it and actually I bought this is embarrassing but I Uh. bought Jerry Halliwell's solo album that's how much I liked her yeah or Obviously awful.
0: Yeah,
1: there was one, one song in it. It had a little sort of sitar section in it. Mm-hmm.
0: Why have you got that smoke? <laughs> have you broken wind again? No, but it's, it's definitely if I was going to do it, <laughs> it'd be an uncomfortable situation in this little room. Wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Why would have gone for the one and only Vicky B?
1: Vicky B, of course.
0: You've never always had a hard spot for. The Beckham's. But yeah, is that because you get it's one step closer to the David. David. David David David. David. <laughs> um oh, Victoria. David. Uh yeah, I just I've yeah, I've always had a bit of a Vicky B thing. Um she was obviously the most stylish. <laughs> the poshest You say obviously. Yeah. Well yeah, she's always had a bit of class about her. hence the name. <laughs> <laughs> it's the name. Don't <laughs> yeah. get called posh Spice without. Yeah. To be fair, did you? And I always like the fact. I mean, out of all of my space she's had. She's probably had. She's been the most confident to go out alone, right, with her and with her fashion label, her, mm. her brand, Posh and Bex, and what she's been doing. Do and... you believe it's all her own work? Well, all her fashion no, designs and I mean, stuff. I think she has a input into it. I think mm-hmm. she likes the other input, but I imagine she's probably got professionals around. Like, well, she's probably learned as she's gone away. I reckon she's probably a lot more professional than perhaps, you know, when she first started. Then no B would be. Well, she's... <laughs> let's be honest, she's had a good old career with that. She's been doing that yeah. for a long time. Well, he's, she certainly... Probably is akin to when Liam Gallagher had Pretty Green. You know, there's as much as an input as that was. You know. Yeah, he just says, "Yeah, like, Park, oh, Parker. like Parkers. Yeah, I mean, I mean Parkers. Come on, do a Paisley show. I, I, I wouldn't know. I mean, I don't want to put it down. But I reckon <laughs> she'd be a, I reckon she'd be a, be a laugh... Do you remember
1: when she was interviewed by Leg when they were both interviewed by mm-hmm. Leg for Comic Relief? Not as much as yeah. she came across very well in that. She, you, good sense of humour, good egg, G-S-O-H. Hmm. and he like he barely said a word. David, yeah, David. but this was when he was still playing and he was kind of. Okay, I don't think he was as media savvy then. Okay, but she'd obviously mm. done lots of interviews and uh,
0: she was very funny and he he kind of sort of. Okay, whispered. Would you think she would be a local London pub kind of girl or a London wine bar <laughs> bar kind of girl? I think she's much more likely to be propping up the bar uh, <laughs> at the first yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, I have got a question from our Russian listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, as you're probably well aware, this season we've appeared to have become very big in Russia, mm-hmm. due to whatever reasons. It's nice to feel that we're kind of bridging the gap between East and West. Yep bring down the wall, bring yeah. down the Iron Curtain, yeah. like with hard words. A couple of Hasselhoffs <laughs> standing there. <laughs> yeah. Um, was so he anyway, in Russia? Because he, was, well, he stood, didn't he claim that he was the reason that the Berlin Wall came down? Oh, I didn't know, I yeah. heard that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure he was. Um, so anyway, he, um, she, um, her name's Olga, I <laughs> yep. believe. She said, like, again, apologies for the English, because mm. I've had to trans- Google yeah, translate. yeah, yeah sure. In Russia, no. Western music has been in big impact on Russian commerce. Mm-hmm. Your Western bands come and tour and create great wealth. What impact does Russian money have on English music <laughs> bands and their finance? How many UK <laughs> bands tour Russia? Uh... Do you think that... The, I think what <laughs> she's trying to say is, do you think that um, touring Russia is a big part of English touring bands' kind of schedules? Mm, I, uh, I imagine that's what she says I mean it's hard to say but I think
1: that's what yeah. she means well do get in touch Olga and just clarify your yeah. question
0: yeah
1: maybe you don't understand our answer but probably write it more clearly I'm going to sum it up by saying I don't know <laughs> I can't really give you a fair answer Olga okay. because I don't think bands do include that in their
0: in their European or their
1: kind I of think, reckon your stadium bands
0: do it cold like play, play it, drop yeah do you reckon there's a little bit of the old under the counter vibes Rubles kind of? Rubles under the <laughs> Martins kind of go into Vladimir. Yeah, go on. We'll do it, but for an extra. Well, yeah, so we'll let you do extra it Extra few we'll, rubles. Or we'll let you do it. We'll play oh. If you um, slippers. Some extra rubles. Slip us a one. Slippers, a little one. <laughs> Slip me a little one. Let's see. or a big one, probably over there. Oh, I, I don't know, so. but I imagine there has to be a little bit of that going on over there.
1: So you're saying? what they want? Russia is rife with corruption. Is that what you're saying? I don't you know. You want to go on record? I
0: don't. To, I, I don't know for sure, but I suspect because I guarantee our phone, my
1: phone's right here. That will be listening. <laughs> your laptop's right there. That's yeah. going to get back to Vladimir mm-hmm. before quicker than you can say "Oh, leg mm. So
0: you
1: want to watch what he's saying we? Mm. <laughs> we dead? Uh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like you.
0: Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't like you. It's hard to say, isn't it, but for um, yeah, it's- question. It's hard. We, don't, we can't answer. We, can't, we don't know we all don't the know. answers. That's true. We can, mm. we're, not
1: all, we're not omnipotent. They're a lot harder, aren't they, these Russians? They're yeah, a lot more yeah, challenging, aren't
0: the Japanese they, they <laughs> 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 Japanese, do you like black or white? <laughs> <laughs> What's what? Well, your favourite Yeah. colour? We've actually Orange. had, actually, from last week's podcast, I'm really sorry to say, Mel, if you're listening, um, we had an official complaint. Ah, uh, what? Actual complaint. Why? This... uh RE, Crowded House. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Whilst I enjoy the podcast, I was shocked and saddened (laughs) that you allowed this week's band stroke band for life segment on Crowded House to be broadcast unedited. (laughs) Unedited filth. (laughs) Band, question mark, that's a fucking joke. Kind regards, Benjamin Wright. I did say, I said who would put... I think we defended Crowded House, admirably. But, uh, no, we didn't admirably. I've listened back to that. Oh, did we not we put didn't, we didn't, didn't, fight? <laughs> we didn't put because we were so eager to please. We, just, yeah. we didn't want to like piss on the chips. That's so true. We did go, ooh. In, in as our as
1: very nature, we don't like to upset the apple cart. And mm. If our guest is on slacking off Crowded House, we're probably going to join in. Mm. We're going right. to deny, if we were in the Bible, we'd be denying that we knew Jesus three
0: times before the cockroach he said after a, a, bit, a bit of back and forth like with the um, email he did say um, he couldn't believe what he was hearing and he nearly wrote a letter to Ofcom
1: <laughs> yeah well I think that's totally yeah. justified uh, complaint yeah. uh, I uphold that complaint yeah, and I think we should when we should defend the the bands that get put in more often. Bands, like because we are we're sure, we're, we
0: try to be like Pontius Partridge. Yeah, we try not to hold, you know, like the BBC. We try not to hold opinion, like, yeah. sway you. So we don't want to put people off it. But yeah, it was a very controversial one.
1: Yeah, and we are. I mean, let's be honest. We are both Crowded House fans. Mm-hmm. As I mean, we told him we just listened to Woodhouse. You said you'd met the band.
0: I mean, well, yeah. I think we. Yeah. Made it clear we were friends. Yet she still persisted with that line. <laughs> yeah. Of that. Mm. Well, so I really, um, I'm sorry for anyone out there that was offended last week. Um, and um, I should probably rethink what you've said, Mel, as well, in the future if you are yeah. listening to this. Um, and I'd also like to, I'm on a subject I want to make an official apology oh. to longtime oh. listener Ed Pattle. <laughs> he ordered a size medium failed Rockstar Club sweatshirt. Yeah before christmas which we did print after ages uh and then we had to lock down and i said i'd send him one for free and then just as i was about to send it ed um literally someone popped up and ordered it that same size but we sent one didn't we no i didn't send it because i mean i've done one last week have you done one since yeah oh it was
1: wednesday maybe oh yeah
0: because as, as i was about to send it to him for free to say sorry and thanks for being a fan big fan uh, yes, literally my computer went Bing and it was an order for that very very size, so I sent it to that customer. Selfish. So yeah, I okay, uh, felt guilty. No
1: no but he's got he should he's have got it got... now. Okay. And I put a little postcard in
0: there for him. Okay. Yeah, don't worry. So um okay that was well, been sorted. I'm um, so I, I but sorry res- it took so long. I rescind you... that apology and <laughs> shove sh- 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 <laughs> your apology up your ass. <laughs> there you go.
1: Yeah. That's how we treat our customers.
0: And loyal fans. Yeah. So what are we talking about today, Steve? This week we call it. Um, I've just written the recording studio episode. Mm-hmm. We're talking about life, life um, in a recording studio, mm-hmm. and not just popping in and popping out, but actually kind of spending n- m- quite a lot of time of your time. No, you know, you know day, weeks become weeks become months in a re- days become weeks become months in a recording studio. The it's a very different dynamic to just popping in for a day, popping in for a day and popping out again. Mm. Um, oh, um, like so so, probably <laughs> can you just a brief um, history of uh, <clears throat> How did it come about for us as a band, New Adventures, to be spending time in the, in the residential retreat, of mm. recording studio, where we So, we
1: there. met uh, a guy came to see our gigs and fell in love with the band. Let's say I don't think that's over the top to so say because he wanted to work with us. Uh, his, he started to manage us, and part of his management plan was obviously you know, Mr. J. McNamara. Mr. J. McNamara. And his brother, Richard, Rick, is in a band but also had just started producing bands, mm. and so, you know, serendipitous timing.
0: The timing was perfect, wasn't it? Because he was yep. literally at, uh, having a hiatus. Yes, his band were taking a break, Yeah,
1: and so he was wanting to get into production more. he got a studio in his like, on the premises of his house, lived in a big farmhouse in the country, and he had like a barn that he'd converted into a studio, so we, he hooked us up with that, and we went and did a, like, one session where we were there just for a day or two days, Mm -hmm. and we clicked with him and got loads done, and the stuff sounded really good, and we were, you know, hyped about it, and so then built a relationship, and then we ended up going back for, like, two or three just short sessions of a couple of days... And then we, there was like a two week. was that the longest session we did?
0: We we did yeah. we did a few two week sessions. Yeah.
1: Like so we would like do
0: two or three two. I can't remember if we did three weeks or not, but two definitely two weeks. We'd go back and then maybe we would come back again a few weeks again and do another two week session. Yeah. We basically spent a whole year on in and out of his studio, didn't we? Yeah. It became a sort of second home, didn't it? We, yeah. Our feet were very much under the table do you know what was there a plan involved in it can you think can you remember was it ever a plan or was it just just keep writing and keep writing and keep writing I think they were all very much like just yeah keep writing
1: and then we'll keep recording I think and then it started to sort of be building towards an
0: album yeah we were using it as a way of trying to kind of create these like 10 to 12 amazing songs to kind of release the debut album weren't we that that That
1: was was the plan it started off as the plan I think
0: yeah and then you know plans change, <laughs> yeah. and you you get you go down a rabbit hole. What did you make of that life? Hmm. So
1: there's pro, a lot of pros and cons to being in a studio for that long. And do you want to do the pros or the cons first? Pros. I'm a, pro,
0: I'm a pros kind of guy.
1: Pros first. That's the art to save my pros for the end. But okay. I'll go. I'll go with your way. So I like being in a recording studio and hearing songs differently songs that you've played in a re- rehearsal room over and over again and got probably got bored of or got you know you, if you play in a practice room like us where it's quite crap and you can't actually hear the the parts that everybody are playing so get into a recording studio and hearing what everybody's doing like some of your parts maybe I in the practice room you wouldn't have heard I wouldn't have heard and then you, you hear it and you're hearing like oh that sounds great
0: Thank you very much <laughs> Is that noise normal? He, no, no, He's normal? dreaming You put it on if you can hear the it The noise Yeah, he kind of he talks, it dogs do that sometimes They kind of go
1: yeah. Okay Well, long as is okay yeah. So yeah, I
0: like that aspect
1: of it hearing, hearing the song in a different way Yeah Like, getting hearing it clearly, I suppose I like When you're there for a while I like the camaraderie that builds up Among the bands Like the little in-jokes that you get From being there
0: You know, living on each other's Yeah uh, I like, like the immersion yeah like, you're in that world aren't you Cause yeah. you barely leave a room because you're, for two weeks is a long time to be completely immersed in that world it no becomes dis- all you're thinking almost about no, almost no distractions and you're just focused entirely on something like that it's different from when you're popping in for a day and you've got to bash out quickly cause you yeah. Got, you, but yeah I mean I've done I'm going to the pros now but I guess the other side of the coin is that you can lose yourself down a rabbit hole yes very much so you can lose whole days Working on one song and at the end, go done yeah, it,
1: and not necessarily get anything out of it. Yeah, we were very lucky in that we weren't paying mm. in the traditional way <laughs> for the session, so we didn't. I think we'd have worked differently if we did if we were feeling the the constraints of like, well, every hour's is costing us such and such money. Mm. It's a
0: weird. I mean, I mean, looking back on it, we took it for granted, really, didn't we? Mm. Just kind of like, oh yeah, we didn't know what a gift that we had. Yeah, right there. But it's weird. You, t- you didn't, you don't like. You took it for granted. You appreciated it, but you didn't really kind of appreciate kind of like what what's happening or looking back on it I don't know it's a weird situation because obviously Jay was managing and they were heavily involved in the project like him and Rick um, you know they were kind of like the 6th and 7th member of the band really weren't they yeah
1: well that's another of the pros I was going to say is that the relationship you build with the producer you become you know you become like a family And at that time I felt like we were we were very much part of their important part of their lives and like real real friends almost mm-hmm. brothers
0: but you know you, you share it, you, my dad always goes fucking journey journey one goes on about having a journey but you are kind of on a kind of journey of discovery together like yeah. you're finding out about yourselves about your music about the songs you're creating and every step of the way your producer's kind of there with you and it's, especially if he's also engineering like the kind of recording part of it as well there's obviously there's Challenging parts of that world as well, right? Where you are because you're you're in such close. It's like being on tour when you you can't. There's no escape. Yeah. If you're not getting on with someone, then you Yeah. There's nowhere to go. Even if you are, you still nowhere to, there's nowhere to There's nowhere to go, is there? And it's mm-hmm. like so I don't ever remember particularly. And I was quite one from tour to kind of have to get away every now and then. But I don't remember feeling like that on in the studio. Maybe because you're more focused, like.
1: I think well we were very much we avoided confrontation didn't we mm. so I think but with each other as well yeah yeah I think if if one of us was getting on the other one's tits I think we'd just take ourselves out of the mm. situation rather than have a big row don't remember any real big studio blowouts but you can see why they would happen if, mm. you, if you're if you a particularly volatile yeah. I mean this is part of the problem with us is that our, we, we didn't fight our corners hard mm. enough like we would often have an idea for a song but if if our Rick our producer didn't agree with it we probably didn't fight our like with Crowded House mm. in "Band for Life we didn't fight their corner
0: enough that's a classic example one of the things that I don't know how you feel about the idea of wasting time <laughs> I I love it <laughs> yeah, but as a group you think you've got this opportunity I look back on this and I think I wish we'd done more i.e. you got this opportunity to be in this studio 12 hours working there 12, 13 hours a day and there's a lot of times like you know we got criticised for this didn't we as well where we weren't making the most of the rooms like the live room for example Mm -hmm. if there was stuff going on in the kind of recording room we'd just be sitting around on our phones when we could have been using that time a bit more productively perhaps working
1: on other songs or working on songs I don't know if that's
0: just us or if that's all bands or how that works (coughs) I don't know I mean, I just, I just wish I'd. But do you think that's also because you needed that time to kind of chill out as well?
1: To a degree, I, I think it, it was exhausting, wasn't it? There was, a, you don't want to miss out on stuff that's going on in the room, the room where the, like the mix in or the recordings happening. But then you don't want to, you know. It's difficult. I, I think we we probably should have worked harder. I think. But what we have worked hard her on, I don't know. I think what our problem was that we were too just. It was whatever the producer said went. It was a bit of a kind of student teacher relationship rather than collaborative. I would have said that. That's my biggest regret is that we should have all talked about what we
0: wanted the songs to sound like before and gone in with a really clear idea of. But a lot of the times, the songs were written almost on <laughs> the spot or in a day. Like you can't have an idea in the Somewhere, morning yeah. and then you're like, oh shit, let's do this. And then before you know it, the whole day's been spent.
1: Or the, the, like we would often like rearrange songs that were chopped yeah. up of bits yeah. from other songs. And so you take a verse from one song and a bridge from another. Yeah. And a chorus that was the verse from another song. Yeah. And so, yeah, you didn't really have time to think about, oh, what I want that to sound like. But I think we could, In there were definitely cases where we were going in knowing what we were going to record and we should have and come that, in but with that, like, one, that
0: went better didn't it those times when we had a yeah. idea versus oh, go, totally. I've got this little bit of a song but because yeah. they also even, I mean, they even said and I don't know whether or not you agree with it or not but it was definitely said that uh, you're relying on me yeah. actually, to put this song together for you Yeah, you'll be getting lazy
1: I, I don't think it was laziness as much as that relationship had been formed it was very much student master you know mm-hmm. we were the apprentices I think because he was he was older than us he was in a band that we admired mm. I think that's he'd been a, there and done it yeah it set the tone from the start it w- it wasn't a kind of even keel do you, do you think you we became want, friends yeah, do you think, yeah, you that think that we ever the overcame them because you have to have a level of respect
0: of your producer because, because otherwise you have to have then respect, you... but
1: you have to also be able to disagree with them and say uh, I don't think the song should sound mm. like this and we, I don't think we ever once no. said that and that's if you have a strong artistic kind of instinct mm. and you want something to sound and I think every band needs somebody like that in them to drive it to drive it and to see through their vision have mm. a vision and then yeah. see it through and okay. I don't think we had the vision mm. and you know I was writing the songs and so I I think it should have been my responsibility but I don't think I, that was another part of it, that the dynamic within our band was kind
0: of not Syp- suited to... It was symptomatic of that studio process as well, exactly, wasn't it? Exactly,
1: because it wasn't one person's democracy vision. Democracy, rather than... Yeah, it was democracy, yeah. and no one, you know, everyone was afraid to disagree, and so no one's seen through a mm. vision. It was kind of a bit more watered down yeah. by everybody's input, which yeah. is, you know, you know it was a great way to work, and it kept us all, that's why we're still friends, and like the one person who did have ideas about vision was the one person who got kicked out of the band and we never (laughs) see anymore. So there's a lot to be said for getting on with your friends, but from an artistic point of view, that's like my biggest regret is that... Hello. My name is Bernard, 2001. Visit them at 40 L Lane, Colchester or online at bestdatesvintage.co.uk Peace out, mother crushers. You know, there's, there's certain bands in my life that I love and I would have wanted us to not
0: rip off as such
1: but to just have that Do
0: you think that, that sound if, if you'd have gone down that road that other members of the band would have just walked away You'd gone it's not for me not for me Clive
1: uh, probably I don't know if they'd walked away straight away but I think after time they'd have thought well my ideas aren't being
0: and this is not really my this is not so band I want to feel be like my band anymore but the one thing you say about us is that it always felt like our band
1: yeah well that's it that's what I'm saying there's benefits mm. to working that mm. way but I think in terms of being in the studio even now
0: looking back on it we still, <clears> still have that ownership of it don't you all of us yeah probably.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah, it was very much...
0: None of us have ever walked evening. away and gone, this is bollocks and That's not for not me. not the band I... Just away. washed your hands of it.
1: No. I think we are all proud <clears throat> of it, <clears throat> but it's... I don't think it's... I don't think we've got the best piece of art out of what <clears throat> we... One of the... The, the, the talent that we have. Yeah,
0: had, what, yeah when, one of the things that, obviously, I've spoken about in the past before is those times in the studio, especially near the end of the relationship, or the, or the end of the kind of process was... I felt more and more not good enough, which mm. tapped into my, like, especially working with a really good guitarist, like, he'd be very much like, yeah, just do this, or yeah, it's easy, and like, his fingers would be like, stretching over like a thousand frets or whatever in a guitar, and oh, I just can't fucking do it, and like, having to like, taking time out to try and practice over and over again, trying to get it, and I, know, I always felt for
1: you in those it's situations. It's so
0: difficult, and like, I, always, I feel like out of all of the members of the band, it was, I was the one out of everyone that was probably struggled more with parts, like everyone had their moments, but everyone generally kind of got on top of it. But I, I really struggled hard with a lot of those parts. I think, and it definitely fucked. Where well, it messed, it messed up a lot of my mojo. Like without a doubt, I can understand that. And without, and it was never done vindictively. It was just it was done from a place of love. But it definitely set off like trigger points that like we spoke about last week, and things that affected my me and definitely mentally. And what well, I, I, think... I don't know if I'd do it again. Yeah, I think that I would probably avoid all that now because learning what sets all that what sort of you, stuff yeah
1: why would you put yourself under that pressure but I, I think rock rock history or recording yeah. history because I've been littered
0: with people who've been different that. musicians that are good like, mus- like really musical people because I always felt like obviously you were a really musical person Raph's really musical Helen's very musical Nick was a good drummer Nick had his moments as well where he'd really but he, I don't know he'd get there in the end but I know he'd feel, felt the pressure sometimes but as a musician, like I was always like probably the coolest member for the weakest member musically. As a musician, right? It's probably it's, it's I mean, I'm not. the well, weakest of that. just the way it is.
1: Weakest in like a technical. Yeah. Because you felt music in a different way. Yeah. You you knew when something was good, and you had different yeah, sensibilities. Yeah. I've never
0: been a musical like a kind of musical no, musical But work. that's you know we didn't
1: need any more of that. Yeah, yeah we had. Three, but but three of because yeah, but because Rick is so good on guitar. Yeah, I suppose he expects or demands a, mm. I suppose more from guitar players it, you know it makes it makes yeah. sense but that's not really fair on you well, yeah. but yeah I was, was going to say I bet there's lots of people in bands you know probably listening who have who've been through what you went through and have gone and, you know because you form a band with your friends mm. you don't ever think oh god I'm going to be shown up as
0: yeah or let everyone down or yeah. let yourself down or let if, or let, let the, the the big boss down. Yeah,
1: if you're in a young band and then you yeah. go into a recording show and it's your first time working with a producer, yeah. then the producer says, Oh, can you do it it's different to how you've practiced it? Like, mm. Can you do it like this? And goes, Doo, do, do, do. Or, you know, do yeah. this drum feel here. And you're yeah. suddenly like, Well, I can't. Fuck, that's let- completely up. Yeah, that's way out of my comfort. I've never yeah. done that before. Yeah. I'm sure some people are able to just do work it with the punches, yeah. but some won't be able to. Yeah. And then they feel like they're letting. the and rest everyone band everyone else is down. looking at them. Yeah, yeah, everyone's staring, Come on, you know, time's yeah. money here. Yeah. Like, that's a really. Tough dynamic. Mm. Like I was watching that. cop I told you I was- saw that Coldplay comp- documentary. Oh yeah, yeah, And the drummer, the ba- the drummer was being told he wasn't good enough, essentially. And the-, the rest of the band are thinking, "Oh, maybe we need a new drummer. We can't make the music that we yeah, want to make." Yeah. You're like Tony McCarroll being yeah. kicked out of Oasis. <laughs> I'm Tony McCarroll. <laughs> it's Tony McCarroll, for fuck's sake. Yeah. You know they wanted to make bigger sounding, mm. more complicated sounding music, and he couldn't keep up and so they kicked him out
0: Mm. and and famously that's when they lost it yeah Uh, there was what's weird is like obviously you're also you're sleeping in the same rooms as each other and you're Mm. you know you're living together you're having breakfast together but it was very much like you'd soon got into a routine didn't you you'd you'd wake up in the morning you go straight up into the studio and you'd like have your breakfast sit there have a cup of tea kind of Again, there were, like, potential times where you could have, like... You didn't want to touch anything, but maybe you could have, like, done some stuff there or getting out and having a walk or... Yeah. But so you, you end up... The days would just disappear, wouldn't they? They'd fly by and it's, like, hey. So days would, 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 would turn into weeks so quickly.
1: And yeah, a lot of it was... Listening to the same part over and over yeah. again. Some, some of it was so, like... It's
0: almost hypnotic, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: Mentally quite draining, just hearing the same bit, so it loses all meaning. Yeah. And then at night, I'd often be. Okay, the song be going around your head a bit. The song be going around my head, or like towards towards like the end of our the last few sessions, he would. It seemed like he would always like set me something new for the like put a new lyric in that part, or we need a new. I remember going to bed and he said we need a bit that sounds like the police in this middle eight in song no explanations. Mm-hmm. And he was like, right, yeah, in his middle eight, it sounds a bit like the police. And so then all night I'd be thinking, right. And such was the dynamic. I think, right, I've got to please, got to please Rick. i yeah, yeah. got to come up with something. Yeah. And so that would be all I wouldn't be, be able to sleep about? because yeah. I, that's what I'd be thinking about.
0: There was also really random times as well. Like some of the best times were like in the evenings, where like you'd almost get to like seven o'clockish, and it'd become like a bit yeah. more casual. Oh yeah, then and like casual working, and then you'd have a few beers. You'd, were down. But you'd still be doing some stuff, or Rick would be flipping about, or doing this, or you'd be doing a bit on the piano or some something or other. Yeah, but you have a few beers at that point. And
1: I remember I, I, there was a bit where I was recording a vocal to probably quite an emotional song. Yeah, and but the beers, had, the beers had been opened, and I was like, oh, fuck, say
0: everyone's having a good time yeah oh he's got one now
1: oh just this week and then yeah, I'd still be trying to pour my heart on everyone's basically having a party
0: yeah
1: ripping the piss out of the lyrics that kind of thing that that was difficult sometimes but then I'd get get on the piss and everything would be okay mm. but yeah we had some really fun times in there mm. so you just put the music on really amazing
0: sound system yeah get really pissed just I remember doing pissed like, listening to music and... getting on the percussion out and doing like um, yeah. House of Jealous Lovers <laughs>
1: Yeah, everyone with the cowbell. Yeah, good times, good times. They were good times.
0: Uh, so Did you feel pressure then when you were right, when you were? When did you feel the most pressure? When you were singing, or when you were trying to write lyrics, or when you were trying to write a melody?
1: Any time it was like your bit. You know, when all eyes are on you, then you. Yeah. Like the same with you when it's your guitar bit. It's right, play it like this. As soon as it's like right, right, record the vocal because. You know, i'm not saying the vocals the most important part but it's certainly the one of the most important parts and just that, yeah i always get a bit nervous about putting on the cans and doing
0: the vocal take yeah yeah even if you kind of had planned out in your head you knew kind of what it was going to go and yeah, like you were well, developing it as you went along and because yeah, you'd knew- be pretty consistent with your kind of even your little bits with kind of all yeah, you'd have to the basic melody and then you'd
1: know which bits you'd kind of do a little kind of... Flourish. Flourish on and, yeah. I suppose the most pressure is when somebody says change it and yeah. you feel under pressure. Change a little. we need new lyrics for that verse. Yeah. Or can you slightly change the melody there? Or- yeah. And then, then you feel like, oh God. I remember there are a few times just like, it being sprung on me, oh yeah, I've just read the lyrics now and I don't like them. Write mm. the some new ones. And, like, basically as in within the, within the hour. Within the air. Yeah. That, Crackle. I mean, that's pressure. Yeah. I'm yeah. rewriting the lyrics to In Our Hands, like, really quickly.
0: Shows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I do fucking hate that song, so... Would you would you do it all again? Now, at 41. If you had, <laughs> if you could, without kids, the kids' stuff like that. But if you had the time to say we weren't going yeah, to go record an album before. If
1: I had written a bunch of songs and I was really proud of them and I knew and I had the vision like I was saying if I had a vision mm-hmm. I wanted them to sound like this and I knew where I wanted to record it and how I wanted to record it
0: yeah I would would you demo first you said before that like you change, We change yes. before we just kind of went in and like we'd rehearse stuff and that sort of stuff then we went into the studio but would you you'd be because by the end we were actually creating more demos and then we are using the back Drop off those demos to Sometimes, create. they'd the... go on the actual track. Yeah. yeah, there were songs off the album where the demos were the basis of the track. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would do. It, I'd still do it that way mm. because
1: you can just have a sketch and a rough idea of how it, where everything should go,
0: mm. a vague idea of how you want it to sound, and then because we I reckon we recorded what oh god it must have been fifty songs or something we recorded there uh, maybe about that I don't know yeah. but see so out of those fifty songs probably only ten were any good 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 they're all quite good but like actually you kind of like you can top, know you knew, you knew when they were like the good ones but that's because mainly is it because we just we had all this time and we're like oh let's, just, let's give that a go we've got a sketch or something we've got the turn up and go right we've got this or mm. got this little bit or
1: and Not, you know, really, almost
0: like build a song from scratch quite often
1: yeah it was the ones that kind of came a lot of the best ones were like from that, re, that first early period where I don't know, it just felt like we were all enjoying each other's company
0: more. Mm-hmm.
1: And as time went on, I guess...
0: Well, obviously, it's show. it showed also because Jay let, didn't want to manage us anymore, and we had a, a different manager, and that dynamic completely changed everything, because then he yeah. turned up at the studio, and he was like, awkward as fuck. <laughs> yeah. And then we were like, okay, Rick was doing it for the love for, of us, rather than anything else by that point, and we were just like, fuck, we just got to get this finished. And we by the end... Again, because we didn't have any money, we were having we were paying them in other ways, like. Helping him. <laughs> he
1: doesn't mean sucking him
0: off. <laughs> no, no that's we where paying, your mind went. We were listener. like doing like I think we said I think we mentioned this before, but we were doing like doing his rockery and driveways yeah. and cutting the lawn, cutting the, the lawn, and doing jankers for like around the house to kind of like, help to kind of pay for the time. Mm-hmm. It was fair enough. it was fair play to him, really. because yeah, he yeah. could have easily walked away when Jay Jay left. Yeah, and it was it's probably a mistake looking back on it to invite the other manager down to the studio <laughs> well, I or, did he, or did he invite himself I don't remember but it was weird when he was there it wasn't well we weird. were the ones
1: who were dumped mm. it's not like we'd sacked Jay No, in our defence no. then it would have been weird we'd yeah. have sacked him and then said "Oh, well, you should still come come to the studio mm. but yeah the whole dynamic had changed by the end didn't it I think we all knew the
0: but that was also yeah, coming, the coming to the end of the band as well, yeah, wasn't it? Exactly. By that point, and it was more like just, just let's got finish to get, the album, we've got to get this finished now, and just yeah, sort of got something to sh- show for it. it. Yeah, all the work in hindsight, I guess it was well, looking back, it was like the great year, like a great year of time because we didn't play a gig at all in that whole time. And we did first play the gig, and it still wasn't the album, was it? When we first came back to start playing shows, it was still we we're still figuring out what the songs were, mm-hmm. probably should have. Yeah, you just don't know do you? At the time, you know, you just do what you do. You know, we're desperate to start playing again, aren't we? And desperate yeah. to do shows. and You think now, when you know which ones are the best ones, because they're the ones you re- even now, when we do play a gig, you know which ones are the best ones because they're the ones you play even now. Um, okay, so I want to. We've got um, regular feature jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, JD's KP's RB. Yes, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, hit the soundtrack. So, um, so, so, can you remember that? Because you said you. you didn't... Uh, yeah, I've lost the question, the
1: clues to last week's ones, but I can vaguely remember them. Okay. Uh, now you got one. You didn't get the other one. Yeah, I... so the one you got it was. Uh, I'm going to give loads of food to Montgomery, the golfer, and Jackson, the hurdler. Until they can't eat anymore, or something like something that. Like that, yeah. that was Phil Collins. <laughs> yep. Phil Collins. I got that one, See? that's the one I got. And the other one, I I the initials were MMJ and it was, ooh, get me my denim coat that I wear when somebody has died. That was my morning jacket. Oh, my morning jacket. The oh, jacket I was, was wear like for morning. I kept thinking my bloody Valentine. Uh, well, there you go. So, uh, well done to Lawrence Cudgrove. Cudders. Cudders got oh, Cutters. <laughs> Cutters got, got those. Uh-huh. Very well done. Impressive. Well and done, Cudders. A gift voucher for Uk is on its way to you. Now, this week's. So, remember, email info at Uk or get in touch on Instagram or any of the social medias. <clears throat> I give you a cryptic clue, the initials to a band or an artist. It's a feature I stole from Carl Pilkington. Okay, so TV number one is TV. TV. Oxford, AstraZeneca, Pfizer, BioNTech, Moderna. TV. And number two, that woman on the roof seems happy. That's BT. I've got one. Okay, Steve's got one. Mm. He always gets one. I always get
0: one. <laughs> There
1: you go. So get
0: in touch. That's JD's KP's RB. Woo! Okay. Oh, <laughs> so this has been this has been the first one of the season. No, they had the. This is one of the first ones of the season where it's just been me and you. Mm. Next week we have a special guest with another band. Lovely stuff.
1: That might God, did you want to? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. said lighthouse family. <laughs> yep. The lighthouse family. Oh, uh, imagine if we no. could get them. Yeah.
0: That'd be One good. day. One yeah. day. Season three. Uh, maybe. Yeah, and they've just released a new single out as well. So we're going to try and hopefully we're going to get two of them to come and speak with us next week. And we know that it's it's more difficult these days with this whole Zoom thing and. Yeah. Do you know what I can tell this? We're so much more relaxed when it's just the two of us. Obviously,
1: or when number one, I don't mind it when there's someone in the room with you. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I mean. Yeah, we we both don't like Zoom. We hate we? Zoom, and I think that shows. Mm. It's that whole
0: not knowing when to talk. Mm. Fucking hate it. And I realised last week I spoke too much. Listen back to oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you I did you speak I, over. No, I just talked a lot. Okay. Well, so, yeah. you know, People quite, like to hear your voice. Yeah, not give, a give them a hold of what they want. Stop talking, man. <laughs> I know, you, I know it was a podcast, what you meant to do, but I was like, fucking hell, stop talking, boy. Mm. Um, okay, so to finish off this week, um, we're going to finish off. Um, Jez, you've um, picked <clears> a special song. Well, I've prepared a bit of poetry, that's what it is. Okay, poetry, Steve. and this feature is called, Ooh, don't the lyrics sound <laughs> weird when you read them out?
1: That is a great jingle.
0: Mm. <clears throat> okay. You said a song or are you just going to read? And... No, I'll
1: just read. I think, they'll, I think they'll be able to tell what the, <laughs> what the song is. <clears throat> Sorry, okay, so this is a bit of uh, Western poetry from the 2000, early 2000s, 2000, I believe. Okay. Oh, boys, cheeky girls. <laughs> oh, girls, cheeky boys. Oh, boys, cheeky girls. Oh, girls, <laughs> cheeky boys. Oh, see what they have done there. Oh, boys. <laughs> Cheeky girls, old girls, cheeky boys.
0: Basically, like a little version of girls boys Boys my
1: blood. Cheeky girls, old girls, cheeky boys. Never ever ask, "What do you do?" I never ever ask, "What do you do?" I never ever ask, "What's in your mind?" I never ever ask, "If you'll be mine?" Come and smile. Don't be shy. Touch my bum. (laughs) This is life. We are the cheeky girls. Mm -hmm. We are the cheeky girls. You are the cheeky boys. You are the cheeky boys. We are the cheeky girls. We are the cheeky girls. You are the cheeky boys. You are the cheeky boys. Hmm. (laughs) Cheeky, cheeky. (laughs) Oh. Uh, thank you very much. So what's that song then? That is called cheeky song. Brackets touch my bum. Business guy. <laughs> yeah, our friend, our good friend Raph. He's been on the podcast. It's been on the podcast. Yeah, he thought they were singing the bit where it's touch my bum. This is life. He thought it was touch my bum. Business guy. <laughs> 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 and so that's what we always, you know, should we hear that song? We don't hear it very often. No, yeah. so, so it's but like, we like we a kind of modern day girls and boys by Blur. In a way. In a way. Mm. but I think yeah. what do you think they were trying to say <coughs> have a little <laughs> analyse those yeah. lyrics for me
0: never ever ask what do you do yeah. I think it's uh, <laughs> selfishness and <in> the relationship <laughs> yeah. I think you, yeah you never yeah. ever ask what do you do <laughs> never ask what's on your mind I never ask if you'll be mine oh. right. do you think it's about not talking about your uh, feelings enough maybe it's not asking about your partner's feelings Say, come and smile don't be shy maybe you're saying there's a friend open up it's a special friend that you want more from in life but Mm -hmm. you say the way you do it is by asking some lots of questions personal questions and have a grab on this (laughs) yeah come closer closer yeah close enough to touch my bum but this is life business guy Okay, so thanks everyone for listening to the Fair Rock it's a way to end. Podcast. It's um, And that feature was, oh, don't the lyrics sound weird when you read them out? Uh, so, yeah, thank you very much the oh, podcast oh, that talks about music, mental health, and fashion.
1: Goodbye. Oh, no.